Owen, I do not. I don't endorse that Fortnite Eagles thing. Trust me. But also, I do. No one really does. <laughs> no one really endorses <laughs> Fortnite at all. <laughs> that is true. I mean, maybe China does. Uh, they totally do. They have a share of it. They're doing the floss dance all over that, all over everybody, all over these noobs. <sighs> wow, I wonder what new flossing I can get. I gotta keep my teeth clean with all this flossing. Check, check it out. It, it just he flosses forever. He, he just he does he does a dab and then he floats a floss he and just, then he does a dab and then he does a floss. He just he, he does keeps, a dab and he keeps flossing in the different directions. It's just it never ends. You can travel with this dab, so I can walk around dabbing and and flossing at the same time. So, so what, so what challenge are we doing? Are, are we? Which when do you party assist? Now I'm just what, trying to you? imagine what the horrible mashup of TJP and Marco stunt would be. <laughs> oh God. <laughs> Stealing cameras from other people and then yelling about how net neutrality is actually bad. Hey, everybody. TJ Marco here. Just want to let you know that it's actually good if corporations control the internet because that way they're keeping all the bad stuff off. Anyways, oh, God, here comes Sammy. I actually don't know anything else about what bad shit TJP does or is other than he had a really bad take on net neutrality because people yelled at him about it. I thought he's also kind of MRA. Oh, he probably is. That's true. And sadly, I feel like Marco could also be. Marco is the son of... Uh, what's the word? Missionary. He's the son of a missionary, so of course he could be. Oh, boy. I mean... Yeah. On, if you really want to think about it, there's a very good chance that the entirety of Jurassic Express could milkshake duck themselves at any time. I mean, I wasn't, I really wanted to, look, I wasn't going to make that joke on the show, but I really <laughs> was not, was really trying to stop myself from doing it. I feel like I wouldn't be surprised to ha if it turns out that, like, Luchasaurus is way into some Deus Vault shit. Yeah, it, like, you do know the kind of whole story about his big brother thing and all that, so, I mean, he's pretty, he's, he's, he's pretty naive. Yeah. Um, it wouldn't surprise me if he had some of those notions and some of the MRA and uh, maybe, um, the other one, the five-letter I word, feelings. Yeah. I feel like, actually, honestly, I, I don't know about that one. I could see him being, like, I could see him being, like, militant Volcel, like, proud boy about it. Oh, shit, yeah. That actually makes more sense. I'm preserving I, I, my dinosaur seed for the right person. I just want you Not to know Not one of that. these harlots that doesn't know how to read serial names. I just want you to know that as a 16 million year old dinosaur, you've awoken the inner world inside of me, and I only feel this way whenever I watch your streams. And whenever you say the ASMR, I know you're speaking directly to me. And I have a master's degree, so I understand this better than anyone else who views your channel. 
So wait, does that mean that if, if he's a Proud Boy, does that mean that Luchasaurus is only allowed to jerk off when he's around the rest of the Jurassic Express? <laughs> this opens up scenarios that I do not want to envision <laughs> as a human being with some sort of some sort of section of my mind that is not completely ruined yet. Look, my entire day up until now has basically just been like people putting horrible images in my mind that I never wanted to ever think about and now I am dead. I I've been there. I've had those days. And so, yeah, here we go. Let's just go all the way with it. <laughs> God. I just I don't want to envision that, but at the same time, I wonder how much uh, Marco Stunt, Jungle Boy, and Luchasaurus enjoy the antics of One Limb Biscuit. This week, I don't know, I'm tired. Wrestling happened. We're going to talk about AEW and NXT, and I guess some other stuff. It's, it's me and Trace. It's going to be cool. I promise. It's going to be very cool, we swear. All this more tonight on Heal Alternative. Comrades, one and all, it is Wednesday, December 4th, 2019, and welcome to episode 10. We're in the double digits now of Heel Alternative, ProWrestling.Cool's Posse podcast, where we cover the world of professional wrestling, including AEW, Dynamite, NXT, and other happenings outside of Vince's purview. Heck of a show for you this week. No Oscar, sadly. He's off on assignment, and we wish him all the best, but like, I don't know. I'm here. I'm your host, John Gavreski Maxwell, of course, joined as always by Trace Evans. Hi, John. How are you? Good. The video's frozen, but now it's probably sure not is... frozen because I switched back over to Discord. The setup it's is not great. frozen now. It's, this is a great setup. We're doing a great job. Whatever. <laughs> it'll it'll work sometime, maybe. It's totally good. It's totally fine. It's totally fine. How you doing, Trace? I'm doing fantastic. It is a good Wednesday. I am glad to be on the road to holiday. Yeah, same. Like, it's... Things are kind of getting a little bit busy, but also, like, I don't know, it's kind of nice. It's I'm really looking forward to just things being kind of chill and just kind of having some time off to relax and not care about things. Yeah, you know? just unplug from the world and just mm-hmm. maybe actually sleep two nights in a row without worrying about when I have to wake up ever. That'd be cool. That'd be great. I mean, shit, I tried to do that last week. It didn't really work out for me all that well. It never works out when you want it to, especially when you know something's coming up. Yep. So it's like, oh, cool, I'm going to have a great time this week, I'm sure. So I'm totally going to sleep really well and have a great sleep cycle. This is awesome. (laughs) And then it doesn't happen because you find shit to do or new stressors to just wait about. And fret about. And, oh God, there I am, awake at 4.30. I gotta go back to sleep. It's 4.45, I gotta go back to sleep. It's 5 o'clock, I'm still awake. What the fuck, I'm still awake. Guess I'm just gonna turn on Twitch and look at a bunch of Doom demos. (laughs) Yeah, 
And this is why I basically ended up just staying up until like four in the morning, a bunch of nights just playing with my stupid new PlayStation. You know, I don't blame you. It's, 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 it's I mean, hey, system. I got that, I got that PS4 Pro and I'm spending my time with it doing the correct things. Like say, for example, playing, uh, launch PS4 games that don't take advantage of the PS4 or Pro at all, like Killzone Shadowfall. <laughs> I had it lying around and I never beat it. And I was like, you know what? I should finish that game. I don't know. It's not bad. Mm-hmm. It's, 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 a, not, it's okay, I it's, guess. Yeah, it's fine for a launch PlayStation 4 game. I really need to try and launch Infamous Second Son again and see what it's like now that I've actually lived in Seattle for a couple of years. Oh, that would be fun. Yeah, it's like, I bet it doesn't hold up well at all. I mean, I'm sure it holds up about as well as, you know, playing Spider-Man when you live in New York. That oh, shit ain't New York shit. at all, but whatever. It's, you climb that, you climb the Empire State Building, that's hype. I'm wildly um, taking this off track here, but I have to ask this. Have mm-hmm. you played Tom Clancy's The Division? I have not played The Division. I thought about picking it up because it was like 12 bucks during Black Friday. The first one takes place in a snowy New York. And oh, right! Austin Walker describes it as, like, you go down a couple blocks that seem like they're to scale, and then you jump, like, five blocks. Yeah, that's... And, and it's terrifying, apparently. No, that that sounds about right. That's basically... I mean, that's, that's basically a lot of the games that take place in New York. That's, ba- that's all the Spider-Man games. That's, like, literally, it's, it's kind of basically... It's, kind of liberty of fucking uh, gta 4 in a lot of ways where it's like oh yeah there's just some parts like you know obviously it's it's liberty city it's not like new york but mm-hmm. like there are just you get to certain parts where it just looks fucking perfect and i know the exact part in manhattan and it's like wait what the fuck they, they got mm-hmm. this like perfectly right and then you go so it's like oh wait no and then it's all just made up bullshit yeah. surrounding it, it and at that point it's like wait, wait a minute you, you took my world for me there was, there, was, there was a world here. There was still time. There was still time. I can't believe you've done this. God, I can't believe you've done this. Fuck. But hey, if you want to hear more about uh, anxiety and depression and staying up at all hours of the night uh, to do dumb shit that is self-destructive, uh, can I interest you in an Americana Spectacular <laughs> over in the archives at eonprowrestling.cool? Shit, I was wondering where I was going. It's not just cool. It's all my trauma. <laughs> it's all my dot trauma. Wouldn't have it any other way. Trace. <laughs> yeah. Let's get right on into our trauma. The trauma that is being a fucking wrestling fan in 2019 and Holy trying to be shit. on the positive show. We are on the positive show, but damn, it goes some weird places. It and nobody sure wants it to does. be positive. It, it's like a bunch of zombie arms, like, reaching up to drag you down. Like, no, come down here with Raw and SmackDown. We love terrible things, and we have good wrestling, we think. We don't watch your product. Don't you love being miserable and and liking great things that we did in the Attitude Era? Like, hating every single person that is is a, not a fucking cisgendered white man? Yeah, it's like, come down here to a big dog yard where everybody is white and bulky. Everyone's so strunk. But not yeah, they're strong. so strunk and they got all the blonde hair and the blue eyes and oh dear, we've gone too far. But we, we've got but it's okay, look at this there. dog uh, costume man. <laughs> oh God. Oh, yeah. 
So yeah, it, we, we like to enjoy the wrestling that hopefully doesn't care as much about that. And all the people who just don't seem to get it, that's fine. Yeah, we we know. We one day we will convince Owen to just to stop. I was actually thinking about this in this regard earlier. It's like because you know, there's doomsayers of AEW still out there, despite the fact they've put on a lot of really good shows. They're like, oh, it's swirling the drain, and you know, their motives are usually, as I was kind of talking off air, their motives are usually transphobic or homophobic. Oh yeah, which is weird, but even then, it's like. I don't think they understand, like, if AEW dies, for whatever reason, a couple years down the road, it doesn't mean I'm going back to WWE. No. It probably means I'm just going away. Yeah. It means we're probably gone forever, or we just, we literally just moved to Seattle, New Japan. Yeah, exactly. It's like, the closest thing for me still watching wrestling is I will go back to watching exclusively New Japan. The worst case scenario is, um, I don't even do that in... You can catch me in the bingo halls watching Defy and 3-2-1 Battle, and that's it. Yep. And in fairness, they're really good bingo halls, but they, do they still like bingo, fun bingo halls. halls. I, I oh. am considering, I mean, hey, I'm considering going to a bingo hall tomorrow. Yeah, I, I think it's a good idea. It's like, yeah, and, and like Owen says in the chat, wrestling needs AEW, and that is not wrong. Holy crap, we've never needed them more than ever. It does. But speaking of the bingo hall that I'm considering going to tomorrow, uh, let's talk about our first topic here in the Rapid Fire Roundup. Hey, let's talk about the bad place a little bit. Uh, And hey, uh, remember Chris DeJoseph? Sure do. Wasn't he the Lucha Underground guy? He was one of the co-creators of Lucha Underground and also a longtime backstage writer for WWE for many, many years. And also did a lot of, uh, you know, reality show shit like Celebrity Big Brother. Right. I mean, he's, he's a pretty good writer. And hey, now he's back at WWE! But wait, wasn't he in MLW? Yeah, here's the weird thing, though. He literally just got a job with MLW like a month ago. Like, right! Like, they didn't even have any times getting storylines in place for him. Like, Like, what the hell? One month, and he's already out at WWE. Like, what the fuck do you make of that? I, it's like, the only thing I think about is like, did Loki or Teddy Hart talk to him too much? What the fuck happened? <laughs> I don't know. That's like, and it's not like there's any been any drama. There's no Joe Joseph Mercury stuff going on around here talking about how you know oh MLW's in retrograde or any nonsense like that. It's legitimately just uh, he's gone now. He's back in WWE. Yeah, so on, on one hand, there's a part of me that, that wonders if it's just like, well, maybe it was, you know, he was always talking to WWE and, like, it took mm-hmm. him a while, but, like, they finally gave him an offer that he couldn't really turn down. On the Very other likely. hand, though, like, there's a part of me that wonders and, and feels like this is kind of a pattern that I keep seeing happening with MLW of, like, things just kind of happen for, like, a little bit, maybe, like, a month or two, and then they just kind of go away without explanation. Like... And I'm not going to say that some of it's been bad. Like, say, mm-hmm. for example, uh, our good friend Jim Cornette was doing some shit with MLW uh, this year. And it really only lasted a few months. Like, he was probably there three months and then he was gone again. I but... can't believe he left. Why would he leave such an... Yeah, I can see why he left. But also, like... 
they had their they they had that big deal where it was like they had a fucking like big sponsorship with GoDaddy where they put a goddamn gigantic GoDaddy logo in the middle of the ring. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and that like, sounds like something you could do. That only lasted two months. To me, it feels like everybody gets wise on them, like in a way where it's like, okay, we're gonna pay you to be here, and it's like, oh, cool, I'm I'm gonna work with an up and coming organization. And then it's like a month goes by. It's like, wait a minute. There's nothing up and coming about this at all. And also the pay's not that great. Mm. I, I feel it's something like that. Probably a good idea to look at the metrics and be like, huh, I thought they were on the rise. And these numbers are probably pretty stagnant. And I'm making assumptions, but it is MLW. And I don't think they're on their way upwards. If anything, yeah. it's probably flatlined. I feel like probably it has flatlined because it's like, you know, a lot of because let's be honest, a lot of their big like their big stars that they really have are filthy Tom Lawler, which who's good. He is good. I like him. He's Mm -hmm. he's an MMA guy. So, yeah, that's a name like it's it's basically him. And then it's like MJF and Jimmy Havoc, people that appear other places. Uh, I okay. I guess you also have like. Brian Pillman Jr., Davey Boy Smith Jr., like, guys that are good, but they're also not, like, you know, they're not really big names that are really pulling in people. Or, uh, our favorite shitty, shitty person, bad blunt hider, uh, Teddy Hart. Yeah, exactly. It's like, you're not gonna sell a program on Teddy Hart, no matter what you want to say about him, no matter how many cats he trots out there. No matter how many times he shows up in the crowd of AEW shows with his cat. (laughs) Oh my god. That poor cat. Like, I can't imagine it actually likes that. And yet he does it every single time. Yeah, he sure does. Jesus. Also, yeah, every name you mentioned there is, like, not somebody who can sell a card yet. In one case, like, Davey Boy Smith Jr., probably never going to sell a card on his own because he's never been a good standout on his own. Like, Solo, he doesn't do, like, what Lance Archer did where he just goes off the handle and does amazing shit. He's just... More of like what his dad was, which yeah, which is, is great. Good, it's exciting, but, but like he works as part of a stable. He works as part of the Hart Foundation. Yeah, if you don't have Brian Pillman and and Teddy Hart around him, Davy Boy Smith is kind of nothing. Exactly. It's like back for a history lesson for those like people who don't remember WWE in the early days when British Bulldog had a singles run. It was dreadfully boring. It sucked so bad. Needed more of that dog. Needed more dog. Matilda. Give us Matilda, you cowards. Give, yeah, give us Matilda, cowards. Give us Matilda, wait, you wait, cowards. Wait, what, what do you mean she's dead? Dig her up. D- d- revive the dog. <laughs> Call, just bury it. Just Look, you, I, I know what happens. You bury it and it doesn't come back the same. But whatever. Now we have cool evil Matilda. You know, we, we got a great name for this. We, we call the tag team, just like what happened to Matilda, we call them the Revival. It's Davey Boy Smith Jr. and Teddy Hart, the, re- the Revival. Nah, and fuck the they've Revival. got a, they've got a, yeah, fuck the Revival, true, true. But they got a zombie dog, and that's fucking awesome. The kids will love it. It's like Grave Digger, but dog. Grave Dogger. Grave. Fuck! <laughs> that's so good! That's a good name! Yeah, I don't know. I like MLW. I'm still thinking about going to that MLW show tomorrow. It, they, they definitely, should. they definitely don't seem like they're on the come up though. And I feel like it's probably not helping being on Saturdays nights on fucking being sports 
and also no, I mean, then like, just like actually, on YouTube. Like, what does being sports have? Like darts. That's some soccer. Oh, soccer! Yeah, I like to stay home and watch soccer and not go to pubs. I watch some darts. I would watch darts for like 30 minutes. I've done that before. It's okay. I mean, they get cool wrestling entrances. It's basically wrestling. They do. And they have like a really good announcer every time they hit like, you know, 180s and things like that. See, this is the problem is that like we're missing our fucking like resident Anglophile who would probably be able to like just rant for so long about darts that I need to pull out the goddamn timer. What do you understand? It's like the perfect game of darts is that it takes three turns and the crowd is screaming and drunk. That's my best Oscar impression for this. I'm sorry. Yeah, the, the, the best I can do is the real Toronto Oscars. So let's just move on. Yeah, absolutely. And also Teddy Hart, Hart would totally honk in that situation, Owen. Just let you know. The heart fucking honks. Yep, heart honk. God damn this. God damn it. Now we're just going all the way into bad in jokes. <laughs> uh, I, I love honking. Honky it's, it's cat really... is good. <laughs> Whoa! Games! The honking. I, look, Owen, it would have been a terrible idea. I don't regret us not doing it. But also, I do kind of regret that we didn't pay $60 to see the honking cat at the, the 2300 arena. <laughs> Teddy would have put him through a table! <laughs> oh, damn, that would have been really good. Let's, let's talk about this this nights in wrestling. Yeah, so... You watched the uh, show that I also sort of watched. Yeah, AEW Dynamite, uh, once again, um, I'm, I'm just going to say right off the bat, I have very few complaints about this episode, but the complaints I have, strap in, folks, they'll be doozies. Mm-hmm. Um, but good episode overall. Um, yeah, definitely y- a step up from last week and their kind of disaster episode that they had. Yeah, so they... In more ways than one. Yeah, and they, they they knew they needed a hot open, and goddamn, if you want to deliver a hot open, just get the Young Bucks in there, and it's going to happen. Seems to work. Like, holy shit, the Young Bucks, and alongside the man who's trying to sleep, Dustin Rhodes, but he's got tassels on his freaking pants now, and a bunch of neon glitter, because he Pretty wants to it. be a Young Buck. And, yeah, I'm into it, too. He's a Young and Duck. And Sammy Guevara. <laughs> Fuck! I love that. Can we say Y-U-N-G so that it sounds really hip with the kids? Yep. Awesome. Young uh, I would dust say flossing on him. Ah, there we go. Now you can team with Marco next. Um, oh, perfect. Yeah. I mean, you know, once Jungle Boy's murdered by Chris Jericho, stay tuned, folks. Rest um, in power. Yeah, rest in power, absolutely. But yeah, no, this is a goddamn good match. You're facing Santana Ortiz and Sammy Guevara. Sammy Guevara's up to his usual shit of uh, bringing out his camera all the time, vlogging on his phone. Vlog. And it's stupid, but the fact he still posts it online is, like, really good. Like, everything that he's done on Dark and Dynamite so far has been posted to his YouTube Very in good. some form, including... I think it was Dynamite where he left his phone in the ring accidentally. Aubrey was up for the next match, and then she kind of gave him middle fingers and, uh, yeah, started messing around his phone. Man, so. why is Aubrey so cool, though? Aubrey's so goddamn cool. She's, Aubrey's the she's, best. 
she she is kind of the best actually really good she's a very big supporter of seattle wrestling so i'm totally down with her um she she's perhaps uh, she's gonna get so many good people into aew i think if she stays there one could will. argue she's one of, if not the best non-in-ring performers of 2019. Oh, spoilers. She's totally going to be. I'm going to make that happen. I'm going to murder somebody and make that happen. And that murder... murder me the person I'm going to murder is Kona Reeves, but we're not well, going to get into Yeah, that. okay. But we were going to do that anyway. That's how the, that's how the episode ends, is we sacrifice Kona Reeves to, to the blood god to pray for good crops in the new year. And for I, Oscar to get a, a soul. Yeah, it's like, hey, weird, Oscar, by us sacrificing Conor Reeves, we're like, weird, the contrarian demon that was inside of you is now lifting out. I can see it escaping through your mouth into the ether. Um, so yeah, that was a really good finish to a Young Bucks Dustin Rhodes match. Let me put it this way, the finish is something I've never seen before. Double indie taker, rebounding into... A vicious senton. That was so awesome. Jesus Christ. It is fantastic. I love it. And, like, more of this good shit. Like, I don't care if the Young Bucks never go for the tag titles. Just make them open. Make sure we always have a nice hot open like this. And I will always be happy to watch Dynamite. Yep. So Um, exciting. And also, just, like, fucking Dustin just bringing it out. Like... There were so many lo- real fun moments with him. Dustin like was like risking life and limb worse than I've ever seen him do before, and it paid off incredibly well. Like rolling sentons off the apron is not something you expect somebody the age of Dustin Rhodes to do, and he is nailing it. What about the fucking Canadian destroyer he did? Yeah, a little bit of a gigantic freaking destroyer. It's like, yeah, what the fuck was that? <sighs> Like, goddamn, 50-year-old Dustin Rhodes still showing that he's, like, fucking completely got it. It's amazing. Mm-hmm. He is... He, the great thing of AEW is I feel like everybody there, you can see that they've gotten their passion back. Even when it doesn't land. And it's super awesome to watch. Yeah. So, I'm I'm thrilled. This is a, a fucking great match. Like, I, I love that I can recommend episodes of Dynamite and just say, just watch the beginning. And if you didn't like that, you probably don't like wrestling. And hey, Dustin Rhodes, they're you know they're going for that for that over fifty audience. Yeah, Watch out absolutely. That demographic is going to start getting real back in. Who am I kidding? There. <laughs> Who am I kidding? The old people are racist and stupid. Um, speaking of angry people on the internet, let's uh, let's talk about the latest Dark Order promo. Yeah, I only saw half of this. Like when I tuned in, it, it was basically a bunch of people in masks, like. Hitting that guy that was kneeling in the woods. I was very confused. You should be. like. So what happened was, it starts out with this guy who's looking extremely mad face on a computer, totally not owned. And he's posting something really mean on the internet. Because we can see a bunch of words about how he hates things, how he hates everybody, and blah, blah, blah. And okay, posts a live journal. I'm not a um, corn cob! You're a corn cob! <laughs> exactly. That kind, of, that kind of stuff. And then... We cut to in the woods where apparently they're doing some sort of animal retreat, like that one episode of the kids in the hall. Yes, you do. Um, you know, you know, mama, papa, dada, papa, I am animal. Um, except instead of animal, it's uh, I am evil Uno. Sure. And evil Uno is just basically like, you know, 
what do you want out of this blah 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 a bunch of dramatic stuff and you know the guy just relishes in his hate and evil uno basically hands him creeper mask and is like you are one of us you're family now and so he gets to be one of the people who just wears those stupid creeper masks and rides about like a weirdo then we okay. bring back the, the weird guy who um you know we saw in the last vignette sit down in some underground church and he's brought there as if he has done a transgression and evil uno is like why do you want to be part of us? And his whole thing is, I just want friends. Which, Aww. yeah, that's Don't we really all? sweet. We all want friends. And Evelyn was like, no. And that's when you got to your moment where, after showing that this is all definitely still a Scientology riff, um, all the creepers descend on him. And there's what, the lady creeper, too. There is. And I. I wonder if she's going to be someone or if that just showed up a little too much. Um, we'll see. Hmm. And I, I think it's going to be a ladder. She just probably showed up too much. And so because they don't have a Walking Dead budget or Tom Savini or anything like that, instead of like clawing him apart into gory bits, they just aggressively rub his face. So that man was left for, in the woods, aggressively face rubbed. No, my face! You've, you're touching my face! I don't like being touched! I have I have sensory issues! I think... Oh, ooh. Ooh, ooh, this is a great way to rebound into their Culture City stuff. Um, man! <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, but it, it, seriously, that guy probably got we wanted and developed a new fetish in the process. Um, yeah, probably. Weird, weird Let's promo. Let's not kink shame the man. No, absolutely not. Weird promo, still behind Dark Order, like, but they gotta be careful with this stuff. Like, they're on a fine line here. Yep. It's it's still very much like, I don't feel like they know where this is going. No, and the fact the logo switched to something kind of almost Cthulhu-like is like... I kind of like that, though. I kind of like the new logo. I like the new logo. Don't ask the new logo what its cat's name is. No, do not do that! <laughs> um, that's... But otherwise, yeah, it's kind of wait and see. I'm I'm still positive they'll turn that around. I have faith in uh, Uno and Stu to not fuck that up. But you know, they they almost fucked up once. So be careful, lads. Every time um, I realize that his name is Stu because it sounds like two. I just, yeah, fucking hell! Why couldn't he just stay dose? I just. Yeah. Speaking of other moments of cultural insensitivity, what else happened on this week's AEW Dynamite Trace? Oh, shit. We really... Which part of the cultural insensitivity? Nah, we'll get to it later. Okay, I was like, holy crap. Have we gotten there yet? Um, No, not yet. No, we have a good thing first. Okay, holy crap. You you spooked me for a minute there. So, Cody is cutting promos of his life still. Like, incredible good promos. Goddamn right. And... He's also gone a little bit off the deep end um, with uh, wanting a match out of MJF, who has now declared that he will never fight Cody Rhodes, which is the ultimate awesome troll move. Yep. He's a dick. I love it. He is. And Cody said, I will pay you anything for this. Do you want my car? You can have my car. Do you want this Rolex? You can have this Rolex. 
Do you want, you know, these shoes? I'll give you my shoes. I'll give you a briefcase with $10,000 in it. And just $50,000, please. Oh, 50000 Yes, thank you. Well, um, 50000 Well, I guess now 49999 something. Whatever. He gave a kid $100. That yeah, was cool. It's 49, 49900 And he gave a kid a $100 bill to prove it's real. And you don't give a little kid a fake $100 bill. So, yeah, that totally was real. Um. Or if you do, you better you better hope to God it's a plant. And it was not a plant from all I saw. So Cody yeah, Rose whatever. just turned into motherfucking Ted DiBiase here. He really was show that end of that promo was basically him trying his hardest to dance around saying everybody has a price and then cackling madly. Yep. While also being in a weird way because he began the promo by basically being like, Hey, what the fuck is going on in my life? My wife has gone like totally fucking nuts cutting off people's hair like my best friend who was evil and i always knew it but he was my evil jerk kicked me in the balls my Mm -hmm. brother is busy fighting the fucking inner circle like a jerk instead of helping me yep like i kind of thought that maybe they were kind of starting to turn cody they might be i mean where else is he going to go now because he can't fight for the title he can't be a face I mean, he can't really be the face anymore, so... I know, like, but he should be. He's so over. He's he's so over. they got to keep him, like, face, but, like, they got to find somebody to point him at. And maybe that'll be the Blade and the Butcher and the Bunny. I don't know. They get to we'll choose his out. opponent if that happens, apparently. Um, Get to choose his opponent? I didn't or, hear that or part. His partner, rather. Sorry. Oh, they, they actually did that during the show. Oh, so. they did? Think of the worst partner you could give Cody that is still relevant to him. MJF. No, they chose QT Marshall. Oh, man. <laughs> so he's jobbing his ass out. Sure, but, okay. Yeah, so, I mean... Hey, I don't know. Maybe they'll give QT Marshall a win. <laughs> that'd be hilarious if they did. I mean, he, he pretty much needs one if they want to make him anything more than a jobber. And also... They shouldn't make him anything more than a jobber. Don't worry, Trace. They don't want to make him anything more than a jobber. No. No, he's taking the pin on this. And they're going to put over the Blade and the Butcher, which we'll get to it a little bit in a little bit here. But they have a fucking amazing look. Like, I don't know if, like, uh, Brandon Cutler's wife did their outfits or whatever. They look like the most amazing Red Dead Redemption 2 online cosplayers. And I love it. I really like the blades mask and it, it's you know for, mm-hmm. it's almost like where we have bad horrible things that like spy on us and everything and uh for some reason youtube just randomly decided hey you'd probably want to watch this this butcher and blade promo from the empire state wrestling whatever that is mm-hmm. that seems like something you'd be interested in right and <laughs> yeah just watching that promo and just seeing like the weird kind of like mask that the blade had in that and then this fucking crazy like button eyes like kind of leather daddy mask that he's got going on here like oh yeah no this is a serious upgrade this is they are going to be a good tag team if they have the skill to pull off with the look shows so once again the tag division in aew looking really goddamn good and it is interesting, though, that I, I was, the, you know, I, I still felt like this was going to be, like, the perfect way to introduce, you know, a certain uh, 
evil rapscallion, let's say. And after this yeah. promo, I'm starting to feel less so about that. So we'll step back on that one right now because I think that's okay, a good yeah. time we'll, to talk we'll about to that. that. Oh, we can talk about it. Uh, do you want to just do this whole butchy butcher blade bunny thing right now? Let's just yeah, let's get just do it. Way. So to that point of a certain villain potentially being a part of this group. They've already started the hinting that he's coming to AEW in BTE. They um, they did the thing where for like three seconds during their last video, it cut to black and you heard the ticking sound. Same thing they did when their AEW contracts were about oh, to be Oh, shit, I didn't even notice that. Yeah, right at the beginning. just it, They hit it pretty well, but there's a moment where it just kind of cuts to black and, tick, 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 and it just goes right back. So, yeah, they're hinting somebody... That they know is coming in. It's got to be Marty. He's the only one left. So, shit. Fuck yes. Um, that said, this Butcher Bunny Blade promo, fucking amazing. Every one of them just got a good chance to stare. Allie does a really good job talking for them. Um, and honestly, she should be the only one talking for them for the most part. And I will her say, rationale... I have heard the Butcher's like actual voice that he uses... And mm-hmm. doesn't exactly have the gravitas of his look, let's say. So, I guess to that point, he should never speak, which is great. He can't. Cause... It's not that he can't speak. He, he's a he cut a very good promo in that in that one that I watched. But mm-hmm. yeah, he does not. You 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 look at him and you think he's gonna have like a deep, gruff, burly man mm-hmm. voice. He oh doesn't have. He's that. a he's a Teddy Roosevelt type. Then okay, gotcha. Yeah, kinda. Okay, so, yeah, he doesn't need Why do you think he has a monocle? Oh, shit. Shit. Think about it. That's good. Oh, man. I I thought about it. I understand now. So their whole rationale for why they attack, they explain it in this vignette, and it's Ali basically saying, Cody's face is on everything, and I'm really sick of seeing it as the face of AEW, and I want that to be over and done with and get the snake in the grass out of here. Fuck him. And... It's like, you can totally understand that rationale. She's only been, you know, completely fucked over by the Rhodes family. So, yeah, go for him. Like, you, you, I'm bought and sold now. Your wife so, cut off my hair and now I'm evil! And a rabbit! Exactly. Uh, she already was a rabbit, but now she's like a more demonic rabbit. Almost like, oh, we've seen that too. Either way. Um, so, yeah, I, I'm looking forward to I don't know, she wasn't doing. rambling all that much. Yeah, tr- well, I mean, that's probably a good thing, all things considered. What and happens I don't to think rambling her name bunnies? Is Peter. It's true. Um, we have not seen her booty and to see if it is made of cotton or not. Oh, man. I can't follow that, if anything. Nope. I, no I way to follow it. We're far. not going to. Nope. Storm so- Area 51, that's how you follow it. <laughs> God. Ah, fuck Fowley. Is he still doing that? Is he still no. yelling about Area 51 or, and being bad on Twitch? Um, I actually don't know because I'd have to follow him on Twitch to know if he's being bad on Twitch. And fuck if I'm doing that ever again. Um, he He's just... I, I know he was bad enough at Twitch for a while that... Yeah. If you want Trace to have to follow him being bad on Twitch... For ten dollars to Pro Wrestling Not Cool's Patreon at Patreon.cool, we can make him do it for the New Japan show. It's Thank content. You the, 
Thank you for the pitch because I'm gonna. I took that moment briefly to see if he actually does do any videos anymore. Oh, his last stream was him playing PlayerUnknown's Battlegrounds. The of topic of the stream was called PUBG. He's <laughs> learned how to categorize his streams now and to give them a title that is appropriate. They grow up and so fast, Trace. He hasn't streamed in the last two months, looks like. The dream is dead. We have defeated Chase Owens. Look, he's too busy trying to storm Area 51 still. Good. You can or keep doing that because whatever I don't give a shit. Does. Fuck if I know, man. They just I think it's just Kenta being a dick and then El Phantasma does cool shit and nobody pays attention to it. Nope. You know what people Also a Jay White is there sometimes. Oh, I don't even want to get started about that. Speaking of things that people don't really pay attention to, or they do pay attention to it so that they can be shitty. Yeah, so let's talk about Nyla Rose. Yep! She got another squash match, because apparently we d- need to build her up, but we're going to do the real slow builder build her up. Like, you know. Which, we, hey, we I guess that would have been really cool if you didn't, you know, already push her to the moon and then push her off a cliff. Yeah, pretty much. So, naturally, we took AEW's biggest jobber for the ladies, uh, Leva Bates, and we threw her to the wolves. And she got her ass beat, and Peter Avalon did his uh, attempts to help, and got overpowered. And basically, Nyla Rose made it look like a two-on-one match, because that's how you make Nyla look strong. Cool. Not bad. Fine. No problem with that. The librarians have been on most weeks of AEW television in the past month. And Some most of the weeks been on once. Yep, and most of them involve jobbing, which, okay, sure. With a gimmick like that, they should be. Yeah, fine, they're jobbers, and also, you know, Peter Avalon's a stupid goof, and I hate to say it, I don't think Levi Bates is a very good wrestler. Yeah, I need to, speaking of streamers and wrestlers who are maybe not good at streaming, I need to see what she's like on Twitch these days, because I know she actively streams. And the last time I checked her out, she was playing Spider-Man on PS4 back when that was new. Um... And her audio levels were jacked up in ways that I cannot even fathom. Like, if if she were basically swallowing the microphone, and then you could barely hear the PS4. That that kind sure. of jacked up. Like, Levi, I like you, but one of these levels is peaking red, and the other is barely touching green. Please help. Wrestlers are very good at Twitch. <laughs> and the internet, in general. And just being, like, well-adjusted members of society. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Let, let's keep digging that hole, why don't we? Anyways, We're not so going to talk about the, that image of Ciampa from earlier in this week. Mm. Yeah, we don't want to go back into those kind of stories. I've already had a story about a, a certain uh, produce shop in the middle of nowhere with flags. All Ciampas are bastards. Yes, they are. So, basically, yeah, Nyla Rose beats the librarians, and then she starts um, beating the absolute hell out of Shanna, who she beat the hell out of during a meet-and-greet, and Shanna wanted revenge and tried going at her. Shanna got worked. Shanna got put through a table. After a ref got put through a table, I forget which one. Um, I think it was Rick Knox, yeah, probably. Yeah, it, it was Rick Knox. And so we come back from break, and, oh, while Chris Jericho's coming in here, we've gotten word that Nyla's been suspended. Okay, so we're just doing that angle now. Okay, cool. You could have put some focus on it. That would have been nice. You know, it's not like you not like you have a women's division you need to put some sort of focus on or anything. 
please just just give them some love. Let's put somebody other than Britt Baker and Riho over. Yeah, it'd be nice, but hey, speaking the, of Britt Baker, what's yeah, Britt the Baker one, doing in the all lead zone? <laughs> the one good payoff is that they had Britt Baker in the crowd wearing the exact same jacket she was wearing at War Games. Doing the after- exact same pose she was doing at War Games. <laughs> yep. Looking very concerned for Shanna and Rick Knox rather than her dead boyfriend, Adam Cole. Just. I I love the fact that AEW takes these dumbest little digs at NXT. Not like, not like ones that are bad. Just ones that are like really referential. And or... Where- or when they're bad, like they're they're also knowing and funny, like the Cody mm-hmm. one. Yeah, exactly. Saying how now both channels have people fucking up the crossroads. <laughs> I forgot about that freaking line, and that is so good. God, that that was probably the best burn of that whole thing because MJF newsflash cannot deliver a crossroads. He has sure no can. clue how it works. Doesn't like, know it all. That was like. Trying to tell a five-year-old how to apply a sharpshooter and watching it fail miserably. So, Chris Jericho walks out after all this kerfuffle that we apparently only got during a break. And the first thing I point out is like, oh god, there's a clipboard and some very large cursive writing on it. And I start screaming in our Discord, Jericho's got a list. Jericho's got a list. Jericho's got a list. has a list. This is not a drill. (laughs) And it's like, yeah, alarm should be going off and everything. So he does his usual, you know, old school healing of the audience and all that sort of thing. And then he brings out the clipboard and the crowd starts getting real nostalgic, let's say. Get really excited. And then he's like, it's not a list. That's 2016. This is a lexicon. <laughs> which of immediately- Le Champion. And <laughs> the Le Champion, the LLC. And which also good abbreviation there. That's gotta he's gotta have that he's gotta have LLC LLC, right? Oh god, that'd be so good. He should do If he, he doesn't, should... then we're going to have it now. Honestly, given what we've heard about Tony Khan and Cody and people like grabbing trademarks left and right, they probably have it. It's probably like Cody was bullshitting at some point with a friend and just like, hey, That LLC, but it stands for this. Let's do that instead. (laughs) And grabbed it. But, uh, yeah. And and as soon as he reveals this, by the way, I think Excalibur with the best line of the night. Uh, Lexicon, I don't think that means what he thinks that means. (laughs) (laughs) Just completely shitting on the name immediately, which, yeah. So he goes through his whole thing. He's basically doing the thousand and four holds of all the people he will not face. And Moxley's now an armbar. And every time he says it, I laugh. Yep, it was really good. And, of course, he mocked everybody's names while he's doing this and then ended with Moxley. And, and then directly insulted you? Uh, yeah, he said he would not face Evil Uno. I forgot what kind of dose he wouldn't face. He would also not face Angry Trace, which, number one, fuck you. I can't do my YouTube channel now. I had a good gamer channel all lined up, ready to go. And... I can't be angry about video games now. It's, you just said it. You put it out there. What are you going to do? The world needs some, the world needs 
a white man that is going to say the shit and fuck word while talking about video games and insulting everybody and saying how all games are shit, but then telling the audience that they're, they're plebeians that demand too much. EA is a terrible video game company, you motherfuckers. But I'm also, fuck you, buy Battlefront! But why aren't you using my code for Battlefront and be sure to put an angry trace at Fortnite to get all the goods 10% off? What do you mean this top 10% off? What do you mean it doesn't actually do anything to benefit me? Fuck you. I'm Angry Trace. Angry Trace um, Angry Trace needs your help to beat all these video games. What he needs is your credit card. <laughs> oh, I'm going to go full of Soupy Sales in this shit. You got it. Uh, for those who don't know, Soupy Sales once told kids to take the funny colored bills of paper out of their parents' wallet and send them to him. He also got people to do the mouse. He did. There were no survivors. There were no survivors. Um, so anyways, yeah, Chris Jericho is basically rattling us off, leads the biggest jobbers in AEW, and I'm not joking about that, to come out and challenge him. And that would be the Jurassic Express. Yay! Which the crowd responded like that because they're the most beloved in AEW. But they're also the biggest jobbers, legitimately. Yeah. Like, the matchup... That ended up happening out of this. Chris Jericho versus Jungle Boy, John. John, this match is the most lopsided match in AEW history. Tell me Statistically. what the rankings are, Mr. Statsman. So, in just normal singles rankings, Jungle Boy is not the worst. He is the seventh worst. The worst to be Joey Janela. More on that later. Oh, um, boy. But if we go to ELO rating, which is like the chest rating stuff, um, there is no question Jungle Boy is by far the worst. Like, he's lost all the matches he should not have lost, basically, is what you can glean from that. Oh, Meanwhile, man. the one with the best ELO rating, and this is what I use for calculating my win-loss percentages and chances of victory and things, the one with the best ELO rating is Chris Jericho. Weird how that works. So... Yeah, so you take Chris Jericho's 1601, you put it up against Jungle Boy's 1409, and the consequences are disastrous. It's Chris Jericho with a 75% chance to win, which doesn't seem like that lopsided, but trust me, if it gets any more lopsided, you basically have toddlers out there trying to fight Chris Jericho for that title. I mean, I guess it's all fitting considering that, like, Junk or Marco Stun is like eight and a third inches tall. Yeah, basically. He's like, you know, a little. Thumbelina's little boy. Um, yeah, so we got that match now. It's going to happen before the end of the year. The They're numbers don't lie, and they spell that I'm pretty excited for when this match happens in two weeks. Also, I like that they're giving it, like, two weeks, because that means that they have, like, next week to actually, like, really build it up. Yeah, and, like, they should be building this up because this is the first time they've actually given anybody on Jurassic Express a proper push. Like, they've given them the intros, they've given them the segments... This is actually pushing him up towards the main event for once, which is great. They, they deserve it. The crowd wants it. So let's let, let it happen. Let them all have mic time. It, yeah. I didn't let Marco have the mic, which yeah, is okay. probably the best. They didn't let Marco have mic time. And admittedly, like, I'm, I'm going to just say it. Mm-hmm. Considering that line the Luchasaurus said, I get it. I know that this is a bit that you've done before. 
maybe don't talk about how you're a marginalized person as a dinosaur. Maybe he, not a great look from a guy who is clearly, uh, let's just say, white. I'm going to put this out there. Would you expect somebody with a master's in medieval history to understand this kind of nuance? I mean, I'd like to think so, but, you know... That's like you spend all your time history. hanging out in the fucking dark ages. Yeah, it's like... He's one of those people who probably wouldn't understand why maybe people are right about Kingdom Come Deliverance. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> and it's not like... He's he probably know- one of the people that's just like, oh, I just really like the historical accuracy. Yeah, it's really good historical accuracy. And you're, the, what you're complaining about really isn't that important. What, what's important is that I can be a peon. It's like, now, Luchasaurus, please, the less you talk about this sort of stuff, the better off we all are. Save it for BT. BT, nobody's going to complain. Just, you know, you could have left it at, oh, yeah, you think I'm just going to roar because I'm a Luchasaurus. No, I actually can talk. I have a master's degree. And move on. Yep. So, yeah, that's Jungle Boy versus Chris Jericho. I'm eager to see that happen. Happy for it. Um, we know it's going to happen there. Yeah. Because there's no way we get into 2020 and Jack Perry is your champion. But what if? But what if? Hey, look, I was the one saying Scorpio Sky could have been champion at this point. I So, it is possible. That said, I... Feel like AEW is really building their titles to be monumental, jaw-dropping changes. Yeah. So that said, um, I am really running this long here on talking about dynamite. So I'm trying to run up a little bit here. Um, Chris Statlander, Hikaru Shida. Chris Statlander, by the way, is legitimately trying to be an alien. She's a goddamn alien. I like it. And she actually owns it really well. She's. I didn't think I was going to like her as a wrestler based on her dark performance. Hmm. After this, I feel like she is probably one of the top three people in this goddamn division. Yeah, she's actually... I've, I've seen some of her stuff that she's done in, like, GCW and other places. She's she's definitely got some talent. Mm-hmm. I think she and Akarashita are basically should be in the front running for this entire division. Yeah. And they put on a goddamn great match. I really enjoyed what they were throwing at each other. Hard knees, you know, a bunch of hard strikes and moves. If they just, like, sharpen this up a little bit, this could be eventually main event material. Definitely. That said, um, you had Hikaru Shida as the number one contender, and this was a case where Chris Statlander pinned her. So, oops. Whoops-a-daisy. Guess and we're not going to be defending the women's championship before the end of the year. Nope, I guess Riho's just going to stay in Japan, so uh, let's just draw that shit out. And by draw that shit, I mean we need to talk about the 8 million. It's 8 million ways to die. She's won. This segment did, did many of them. Um, there are 8 million ways to kill a push. <laughs> and this, <laughs> this is what? Probably... Yeah, this probably got at least one-eighth of them through. So, and let it be known, I do like Brandy as a person. And it's not just because she's originally from Michigan. It's, she can cut really good promos. She's got a good personality. She cut a good promo tonight. 
the problem is, is that promo she cut was also maybe not good for what they need to do to get over. Yeah. I, I, I guess I more meant, like, she... It was good delivery. It sounded oh, good. It sounded it sound- great. It's just what they're doing is like, mm-hmm. wait, what? Yeah, yeah, it's like if she was trying to be a, and I immediately said as soon as I heard this, like she sounded like she was auditioning to get a spot on the Critical Role streams. And, you know, it's like if you want to, you know, hang out with Matt Mercer, sure, great, fine, do it. But you're in a wrestling ring and you're talking about, trying to explain your stuff not even like a bond supervillain but like some sort of like talking down to five-year-olds about what the nightmare collective is and none of it makes a lick of sense because there's no such thing as hitmen or headhunters outside of bret hart or loki as we were talking about before the stream started um and you're, you're gonna tell me that they're actually they've had prices on these women's heads that they're hunting and getting hair from Bullshit. We know that ain't true. Ain't nobody paying for them. There's no higher power here. The higher power is Vince McMahon, and he's in WWE. Yeah. And so they, they do so, and the whole gist of this is to try and rationalize that, yeah, we have a purpose. We are the Nightmare Collective, and we're going to have more than just us. So Chris Statlander, please join us. And Chris Statlander does the right thing, and is like, this makes no goddamn sense. I'm just going to stare at you and say no. And then we get the weirdness of the straight-edge society style of shit. And Chris Statlander dies on her way back to her home planet. Yep. That Not only does that happen, but a random lady comes out of the crowd who very obviously looks like a wrestler. And she offers her hair to Brandy and Kong. What, what the fuck is that even for? I don't... No, why would they, they just like that's not a trophy. That's literally just someone was like, "Hey, cut my hair. I want to be loved." And you're like, "All right." Yeah, the dark order's over there. You should go talk to them. They'll, and, they'll give you a cool mask. Yeah, they'll give you a cool mask. I had another lady there. You could talk to her and you'll know, be friends and Creep you know, around join... and stuff. Yeah, get the thetans out of your body and shit. I don't know. This was like you just Look explained that you're strolling guy hunters. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> And, you know, headhunters and hitmen have nothing to do with taking people on for a society or a collective of some sort. So, unless this is, like, some new level owning of what Seattle has become and the West Coast has become with all our, you know, small businesses, I don't know. (laughs) I mean, I don't think they're that in on what the fuck goes on in this coast. So, I don't think that's the case. It just all landed really poorly. Yeah. I did not understand anything that was happening at all. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so I, I feel like anything that I was interested in Awesome Kong and Brandy, they got to work to get me back on it because now they're in the old Dark Order, Dark Order basement where ain't nothing escaping that unless you change what's going on. Back to your hole you go. Which, yes. that sucks because fucking Awesome Kong deserves way better than that. She sure does. It's like, just put her back in her old freaking armor or something doesn't look like a goddamn Resonance Fair peasant. Damn. That's what it looks like. I'm I mean, not wrong. you're not wrong is the problem. Like, the, the belt of hair really isn't helping with that. No, it all looks so bad. It, it's just... 
and Austin Kong should just look, look badass all the time. Like, you should have moved her more towards Rhea Ripley than you should have, you know, ye old fair. That's all I got to say. Would have been nice. And then Janela and Moxie fought. It was a good match. Um, of course Moxley won because he's going to go at Chris Jericho next whenever the next pay-per-view is. There is nothing else I can possibly add to this. Yeah, it was it it's, was a match. It was fine. It was a good match. Mox won. It kind of... There was a promo earlier where Janela said, you're going to have to kill me to win. And that didn't happen. Nothing close to that happened. So, fucking okay. And also, it yeah. got interrupted anyway by Mox just kind of showing up and being like, kids. Which, yeah. what? And it's a good meme I'm sorry? image. You know, like... Yeah, I, I I don't know. I, I I get the idea that, like, Janela's trying to puff his chest up and be bitter and pissy, and Moxie's like, I don't fucking care, man. I'm going to kill you in the ring anyways because you are the biggest jobber in AEW right now. And it's true. He is. And if Janela's angry about that, well, maybe he should be. And even if he wasn't, it's John Moxley. He's just going to kill you because he can. Yeah, Exactly. And he's way more charismatic than you, Janela. Sorry. Oh, man. You're a nice guy. I like Janela. I really do. But in the ring, he is not nearly as charismatic. He is wiggle oh. around and flails arms out. Yeah, he's... Check it out. Sometimes I wear the jacket that the dude from Drive wears. Yep, exactly. And I go, fuck yeah, you wear that jacket. He sure does. Yeah, Protovision and everything like that. Yeah, it, it's good. I mean, he's he's a fun wrestler. And fun wrestlers don't get main event slots like that, so. And I will say, like, you know, as though it is good that it is something that's happening, like, six months later and, and was, like, you know, technically, I guess, on a free television, but also, like, a pay-per-view, so whatever. Right. Like, it is a little bit disappointing that, like, we're already having rematches. Yeah, we're getting a lot of rematches in the men's division, which, to me, is, like... Maybe that's a sign, AEW, that you're oversaturating how much attention you're paying to that. And maybe you're not paying enough attention to all the women you have that you should be utilizing, just a hint. Yeah. And, like, do you uh, really... And do you even really need to do things like, you know, again, like we've talked about before, do you really need to give Trent a singles push? They do not. It was a that is good a- match with Phoenix, but does, did this really need to happen? My answer to, does Trent need a singles push, will always be no, no matter where he is. Like, he's not that good a singles performer. He's good, but he's not that good. He's better in tag teams. He's better working with anybody else. Like, he's really good when he's part of, you know, Rapongi Vice, or he's a really good part of Best Friends, or even the Dude Busters. On his yeah. own, he's just a guy. Mm-hmm. And, and he's talented, but that's all there is to it. It's just there, there's nothing more than just a guy. Yeah. And ditto Christopher Daniels versus Pentagon, which was kind of a mess. Yeah. I mean, there's a reason I didn't talk about these two matches because there's like nothing to either one of them. I could have stood up, walked away, and come back. And yeah, I I, I still don't know whether um christopher daniels trying to do a springboard off the ropes into the ramp below was an intentional botch or an actual botch yeah it, it 
thank God with that camera angle, it made it kind of hard to tell. I'm pretty sure he just fucked up. There, there were kind of, I... there are a couple spots where he just kind of seemed to really fuck up and like, hey, good on Excalibur for being able to sell it as, oh man, he pinched his nerve though all those weeks ago. Maybe he's just not coming back too early. Yeah, and it's like the problem is, is he is not the young bucks. You can't sell a botch as well as they can. So I, I, that match did absolutely nothing for me, and yeah. Pentagon thankfully won that one, and we're going to have SU and the Lucha Bros go at it at some point. When, I don't know. I I really wish there was more to add to it, but it's... I think the right two members of SU currently are holding the titles, because Christopher Daniels is having issues. Yeah. AEW's having a couple issues, is the problem. Yeah. They're having a couple issues. Their tag division is great. Their yeah. good parts, amounts the parts of their of men's it. division are great. Mm-hmm. The parts of AEW that are working are fucking firing on all cylinders. And the parts of AEW that are not working are really showing right now. Yep, those cylinders have a shot off into the crowd. There's a few dead people over there. Please don't look. If only there was another company out there that could be producing good television I'm not aware of any. Uh, could you help me out here? Well, the problem is that neither am I because the other company that could be producing good television is just doing the same old fucking bullshit that they've been doing for the past, like, two months. Aw, oh, shit, really? Trace, let's talk about this week's NXT, which once again continues the trend of, hey, all the wrestling's good. Like, everything that happens on the show is is fun, it's exciting. It's well done. They give it time. Right. They let it breathe. Mm-hmm. And it's all shit I've seen before. They have so many wrestlers they could utilize or try to give more experience to, and they're doing this. Yep. It's just like, <sighs> I, I wanted to believe. I wanted to hope that, like, okay, we just had to get past Survivor Series and, mm-hmm. like, they're gonna they're gonna go back to normal. They're gonna like start building stories. They're gonna start building the things. We're gonna start going places. It's gonna get back to being interesting again. And they're just fucking. It's just this week is just more proof of the fact that it's just more fucking short term booking. It's more just like reactive booking and like just going with hey, this is the shit that worked and like this is the shit that's been popular. So we're just gonna keep fucking shoving that down your throat. And like mm-hmm. yeah, they're they're setting some things up for like you know the future. But the future is basically, like, two weeks from now, three weeks from now, and no sooner than that. Because what the fuck else can they really do? They've already made it clear that, like, they're going to be doing fucking Worlds Collide aid for the Royal Rumble. So, like, mm-hmm. if knowing this fucking company and how they operate, you know there's going to be a bunch of, like, January is going to have a bunch of fucking NXT versus NXT UK shit. Yep, and uh, it's unavoidable, and they'll shove it down your throats the exact same match and build up to it um, probably so many weeks in advance that you'll be sick of it by the time it actually happens. And then, whoops, now we only have, like, four weeks to build up to the next TakeOver! Great. I miss the days where NXT was kind of like a laboratory where they were just trying stuff. Yeah. Like, it all, it just all feels like... That's the problem. It's like, it's hard for me to tell sometimes, like, is, is some of this shit just like, are, 
is there a plan here and it's just like I'm not seeing it or are they really just fucking responding to what AEW is doing like let me just give you a great example of that spoilers hey they announced that there's going to be an NXT championship match on the December 18th episode of NXT at the end of this week's episode during the overrun after 10 p.m. Weird how that happened. Yeah, that's, uh, that just feels like they're throwing their developmental to the wolves, which is destructive on so many levels. And like, hey, on one hand, I guess, I guess it, it would make sense to say that, you know, hey, the 18th is probably going to be the last real episode of NXT for the mm-hmm. year. So why not end on a bang with a, with another fucking title match? But, boy, it sure does feel like a weird coincidence to have them announce a fucking title match on the same night that AEW announced they're going to have a title match. And you announce it at the very end of the show when AEW has been off the air for like seven or eight minutes. Yeah, that's almost like a situation. Yeah. Just don't be that kind of company. You know, just do your thing. Focus on your show. You have nothing to prove by beating them. You're already... This is like a billionaire trying to win a potato sack race with a small child. Yep. You're going to win. Just maybe let them have fun. Let them just let them do their thing. Yeah, even if, it's like, even if their network is going to make weird ads about how they're beating the shit out of you. Yeah, that I think that's more the network being shitty about that. But either yeah, I way, mean, that, like, I feel I seeing all the comments of people like, "Oh, you said this wasn't a war." AEW's bullshit. It's like, do you motherfuckers know how anything works? Are you really going to tell me yeah. that the, that TNT did not make this ad? Yeah, and beyond that, it's like even if they do take pokes at that. Are they really going to say anything other than, like, little pokes and barbs like that? Because, no, they just want you to take pay attention to them just long enough. It, again, it's like, if a little kid was kicking at your ankle, does that mean you get the right to punt them back? No. You just let them do that. Let them say their dumb shit. It's not meaningful for any reason. And chances are there's, yeah, like, like you said, the network is doing this because the network would like you to watch their program. They have more vested interest in it than AEW does from drawing yeah. you away. So. Well, hey, Trace. You want to hear yeah. about some of the stuff that NXT did do tonight? I really do, actually. Well, how about our opening match of Pete Dunne versus Killian Dane? Yay. We've had this before. Yeah, we've had this exact match, like, during this live run of NXT. We had a variant of this exact match at fucking TakeOver! We sure did. Before Damian Priest got injured, this match was apparently supposed to be Damian Priest versus Killian Dane. And as I put in the notes here, why? Because they have nobody else they can trust to run this program. And I hate it because, again, you just pull somebody who has not had a chance out of the lab, throw them in there, that would be the NXT thing to do. This There's match, gonna be somebody. Yep. This match was 20 minutes. It was it was fine. It was even mm-hmm. good in places. The mm-hmm. ending fucking sucked. Oh no. The ending is uh Killian Dane 
uh, or Pete Dunn has Killian in a sleeper hold. Dane mm-hmm. is on, I think, like the second rope, like the middle mm-hmm. rope. Dane basically falls backwards off the middle rope, crushing Pete Dunn, pins him basically while still lying on him. That's a sitcom finish. Yeah. Like, you basically had him win by a pratfall, and also, what was the point of this after you just had Pete Dunn win and challenge Adam Cole, and now you're just having... Killian Dane beat him. Like, I guess this would have made more sense if it was going to be Dane beating Priest. But, like, what? I, I don't get... This is the one thing I feel like, and not to go too far off track, but I feel this is something that New Japan does better than a lot of these organizations these days. If somebody's got a number one contendership, a title shot, let them keep fucking winning until they get that shot. Well, he did get a shot, admittedly. I, I mean, yeah, but it's like... It just... Let that happen. Let it all go through and make it believable that they deserve that before you bury them. Yeah. And and, and just to do it in this way, it's just like, really, yeah. we're already fucking doing like the 50-50 booking thing of... That's now the other thing, yeah. Dane gets his, now Dane gets his win back after he's been like trounced all these different times by Pete Dunne in various ways in, mm-hmm. in their singles match that they had, in this triple threat that they had, in just fighting with him in the backstage and other areas. Yeah, exactly. It's... And again, to have him win basically via pratfall. Mm-hmm. Which doesn't, that's almost like, how do you have a match complete and no one gets over? Turns out NXT finds a way. There's, there's always a way. And God damn it. Who booked this shit? That's a good question. I don't, I don't understand who booked a lot of this show. Yeah, that's just that. That's a bad call. It's it's a bad call, and it wasn't a great look. But you know, the match was fun while it lasted, even if it was like, yo, I've seen this before. Yeah, that's. All right. The next point here, we got to talk about about some important shit here. Yeah, Dakota Kai. She's got makeup. She's got like new look. She's got a new Titantron, more importantly. What's her Titantron like? Her Titantron is just the black and white footage from TakeOver War Games of her beating the fucking shit out of Dakota Kai in the cage on loop. Um, I don't know if that's brilliant or lazy, but I think it's brilliant. Why not both? Yeah, it's like, to me, that's just, let's... Oh, man. It's I feel like- fucking hilarious. I fucking died. It made me so happy to see that. Especially after that promo that she cut after the after the Dane Dunn match, which bummed me the fuck out. Yeah. I mean, aside from me now imagining, like, putting up Titan Trons and me stealing packages off my neighbor's porch to own them. Um, let's talk about this <laughs> awful... <laughs> Let's talk about Please, this awful that's the, fucking that's the promo. neighbor section on the ring doorbell. <laughs> I will do it again. You cannot stop me. I am the packager. The Dark Order. I win package, my small man. package. Fuck. <laughs> oh shit! You're Daniel Bryan. I, I'm. Yeah, of course. Like you know, small package man. Mister Small Package. Let's go. 
Mr. Small Package, steal me those gifts. (laughs) Your kids aren't getting Transformers this year. Uh, let, let's okay. Let's get what are we talking about? Even we're talking about Dakota Kai's offensive quote. Yeah. So first of all, Dakota Kai cuts this promo. That first, it's it's bad. It's mm-hmm. it feels so scripted. It feels so rehearsed. It is very much like once again you see the difference between like see the difference between Dakota Kai cutting this promo and like the promo that that alley cut for, you know, for their trio, which mm-hmm. I was definitely less positive on, on Allie's delivery of it than you were, but like, she was like a million times more believable than fucking Dakota cutting this promo. And in fairness, I'm, I just want to say that the reason I gave Allie some credit there is because she is full on Valley girl, the way she talks. So the fact she very could, true. So the fact she could dial it back to actually do anything believable with that was like more credit than, I gave her a lot of rope there to you fuck know what? that Not one wrong. Up. Can't disagree with that one. Got Same token, Dakota Kai also does not cut good promos on her own. Um, I've followed her Instagram for a while, and yep. oh boy. And yeah, having her <clears throat> cut scripted promos that don't come off very great and definitely come off like she's like trying to remember lines, definitely not great. Mm-hmm. And especially not when the, the closing line that you make her deliver is... To call is to admit uh, that she was the one that attacked Mia Yim. Yeah, no shit. Yeah, we knew that. And do it by calling her a hood rat. This is like getting back into the days of NXT where everybody was calling Sasha Banks ratchet, except like three times worse. Yeah. Like, what the fuck? You know, like, at least when we... that was shit was happening, like, and that shit was horrible, but at mm-hmm. least when that shit was happening, it was the fucking full sale crowd just being garbage. Yeah. It was the audience being shitty and terrible and doing bad things that they shouldn't do. It wasn't mm-hmm. the fucking writers saying, hey, why don't you call this biracial woman fucking a hood rat? Yeah, just because she comes out to some, admittedly, in my opinion, badass music and wears some stuff that looks like it might have spray paint on it in... Like, who gives a fucking shit? Don't fucking be racist like yes, all with this she's, stuff. Like, and yeah, even if we're going to just go with, yeah, she is... Like, her whole gimmick is from... She's from the streets of L.A. We get it. Yeah, and we she's know. urban. Well, it's... You don't... That, you still don't, don't do that. need to call a fucking... A fucking mixed-race woman that is part black a fucking hood rat in 2019! Yeah, yeah it's you like... You don't need point. to do that! And also, maybe don't do that to somebody who, you know, who could really be offended by that. Like, I don't know, Keith Lee. Like, also, you're calling his girlfriend a hood rat. Fucked up. Sorry, I just, like, I just I thought about that. that. It's like, you know... Keith Lee were an item? Oh yeah, they're they're an item. Um, yeah, he's been like super good for like emotional support for her. Damn, that's a fucking power couple right there. I know, really. It's like fuck yeah. Because yeah, I mean, but it's like Mia Yim's got a good support circle around there too. Because I know like Shelton Benjamin and her are, like really good friends and all that sort of stuff. But it's like it's, she hangs with all the people of color, and you're going to call her a hood rat. Where does this land in any sort of, like, that's something you yell at a heel, and then you get the stupid full sale crowd chanting it. 
And instead, like you were saying during this, the commentators latched onto this in the worst way. Yeah, and like admittedly, they were very much putting over the fact that like I can't believe that she would call her that. But still, you, did you really have to fucking go there? Was it did really not. necessary? Yeah. And, Could you have not made the point some other way that's not this fucking charged way that you're probably not going to make that good on? Mm-hmm. Let's be honest. Yeah, it, it's lazier than going into a southern um, territory and calling everybody rednecks. Yeah. So, fuck that shit. Anyway, this was all set up for Dakota Kai was going to have a match against Rhea Ripley. Uh, mm. Hence... Check out my cool Titan trot of me murdering Tegan Knox. Mm-hmm. Right. Uh, and then Rhea Ripley comes out and is like, Lol psych, here's me a yim. Oh. Yay. And they fight, and it seems like there's gonna be a match, and then it just kind of doesn't ever happen, and they just kind of disappear. Uh, so we're going to save this for another time. Okay, got yeah, it. Yeah, the other, the other time being next week. Yeah, it's okay. of course, we got to drag us out over two weeks so that we have, you know, build, I don't know, um, we don't have to think about what we're booking next week, probably. And then uh, Shannon and her dumb friends murder Rhea Ripley and cut a promo on her. Okay, sure. I mean, that's going to be a match that happens at some point, so probably Worlds Collide or sooner, I don't know. I'd have prob- to, I, prob- would, I would, you know, I've been thinking about this, actually. I, I have okay. to believe it's going to be, my my pet theory here. Or mm-hmm. if I I could fantasy book for a little bit here, my yeah. pet theory is she wins it before she wins it before worlds collide because I feel like Rhea Ripley Kaylee Ray is going to be a better match than Shayna Baszler Kaylee Ray. I agree. Shayna is if Shayna does the AJ thing of shows up in the Rumble and now she's just main roster. I honestly, if this is the Put her, Tech- in a ma- put her in a mania feud with Becky. Do it, you cowards. Everything you have said here is probably the best way they could handle Shayna having the belt for way too goddamn long. Just give her a nice, good hot shot during a very special episode of NXT, or the one they think that AEW is going to attack them most at. And, yeah, give her the belt. Have Shayna show up at the Rumble. And let's get a good match out of Kaylee Ray and uh, Shayna Bay or not Shayna Baszler, sorry, Rhea Ripley. Yeah. And, I don't know, turn Dakota Kai in there somewhere, I don't know. I mean, not Turner, but I mean, like, turn her loose. Yeah. Against them, make, add more bullshit, and spin off more feuds. I don't know. That sounds like booking. But also, I mean, honestly, where do you even go with Dakota Kai when she's, her, when she's just kind of, she's just kind of less cool EO? You could have asked me this question a year ago when she was on the shelf, and I'd be like, I, I'm i really scared they're going to future endeavor her because they have nothing for her. They didn't have anything for her before. And the closest thing they've had to anything for her was her little teen kick gimmick, which I'm going to put that out there. There's not really much to it. I she mean, kicks she is people. still the captain of team kick, they say. Okay. That's, you know, great. I don't know who she's teamed with anymore because Tegan Knox was her teammate. Yep. Team Whoops. Kick just doesn't exist, it seems like. Yeah, it's just, that's like me saying I'm in a Counter-Strike clan these days, which uh, is just me. I do scrimmages, and uh, they don't go well. Also, before all this happened, uh, Shayna had, had her match with Xia Li to follow up from last week's events. Nice. Uh, I like seeing Xia Li. 
Xylee uh, cut a promo before this. How was her English? Because I've heard it on Instagram, and it's actually pretty decent there. Yeah, no, I honestly, I thought this was a good-ass promo. Good. I was genuinely surprised, like, okay, yeah, no, this is good. Xylee... It, it was simple, but it was, <laughs> you know what? It was it was a simple 30-second to-the-point promo. So, the thing about Xylee is I've been following her on Instagram for a while because, one, I'm a horrible pervert, and two, I think she's an interesting character, but mostly number one. Let's not talk about it too much more than that. Pervert um, up. Yeah, exactly. You know, we live in a society. Uh, but I've been watching, you know, her, her English skills when she started out were very limited. Like, there's a lot of, you know, unfortunately, the kind of in- Asian intonation for the syllables that they don't have in their language yeah, versus is, ours. You know, it's still a little bit of that, like, you know, yeah. whatever. There's always going to be that because, I mean, when you're growing up with that intonation, it's hard to break free of it. Just like how, yeah. you know, some of us uh, in northern areas cannot roll our R's for certain reasons because we've never had to. Sure can't. And things like that. But she's been she's been showing, like, pictures of her slowly, you know, going through actual ESL school, uh, language stuff and all that sort of thing. She's... Shooting a lot more Instagrams of her just casually talking while riding a bike or working out and things like that. She's, you know, doing everything she can to try and acclimate herself to, you know, America and English-speaking audiences. And honestly, I think she's doing a damn good job. I don't know if any of that reflects in the ring work, though. I think she's doing a, I think she's doing a good job of the ring. Good. I'm, I'm actually thrilled about that because, like... She seems to get it to an extent, like for how to get the crowd going with her. Yeah, like you know, look, she still she still got some ways to go, but like mm-hmm. for being on the developmental show, she's good. I'm enjoying her. This match was mm-hmm. exactly what it needed to be, in that she got to show some good heart and some good offense, and then of course Shayna just fucking choked her out, mad easy like. I mean, that's what you gotta do, because it's Shayna fucking Baszler. Yeah. Didn't need her dumb friends, didn't need to cheat, didn't need nothing. It's just Shayna being Shayna. Yep, exactly. But, I mean, good on them again for trotting out Zylee. That's more what they need to do. Pull stars out from developmental that haven't gotten a chance to shine. Start putting some shine on them. That'd be you nice. Know, she, she doesn't have to win a lot. She doesn't have to win at all, necessarily, but... She does need that experience in front of cameras and the chance to get her name out there and see how crowds and social media react to her in a wider scale. Yeah, because it would be nice if the show would stop being, like, the same fucking people over and over again. Right. Like, say, how, uh, towards, like, some somewhere in the first hour of the show, we had our friends in the Undisputed Era cut, come out and cut a promo and say a bunch of shit. Only to get interrupted by fucking Keith Lee and Ciampa to set up a fucking match. That was, hey, guess what the main event was? It was the Undisputed Era of Adam Cole, Kyle O'Reilly, and Rod Strunk, because Bobby Fish got that concussion, mm-hmm. versus the three members of Team Ciampa that are in NXT. <laughs> God damn it. Weird how that works out. Yeah. Uh, hmm. Wow. So we're just going to keep doing that. Yep. Remember that match 10 days ago? What if we did that same sure match, do. but we removed one person from each side? And didn't have it in a big, stupid two rings with weapons. Uh, you get a standard match that I really don't feel that strongly about. Yep. 
Like, that's the thing, is, like, of course, like, of course it's fucking good. Like, it's Keith Lee, Dominic Dijakovic, and fucking Tomasa Ciampa versus the Undisputed Era. They fucking bring it. Like, Dijak was doing some crazy, like, fucking spinning moves on the outside. Keith Lee mm-hmm. just being motherfucking Keith Lee. Like, mm-hmm. it got, st- like, and of course, like, because it's NXT and because of what they've been doing lately, it got mad stupid at the end because there was a fucking ref bump and then there was a run-in because Finn Balor decided he's just going to murder everyone because he hates all of you. I am really tiring of Finn Balor having no purpose other than to try and Tyson kid this shit up. And then he got spirit bombed. Good, because... Yeah, that's way more interesting than him just constantly shitting on the developmental guys. Yep. Yeah, that doesn't inspire confidence in where they go. No, but Keith Lee pinned Adam Cole. That's good. That, and that... yeah, the, after this was when they announced that uh, Adam Cole's going to defend the title against whoever wins next week's triple threat between Tomasa Ciampa, Keith Lee, and Finn Balor. It's going to be Keith Lee. And it's actually probably going to be Finn Balor because, like, they want to sell seats. They, they, they're going to think about this one, actually. They're probably going to think, do you think there's going to be a lot of build to Jack Perry? If so, we give it to Finn Balor. If not, Keith Lee gets it. I think Keith Lee gets it. I, I, that's a smart choice to make. I don't think they'll do heel on heel. I don't think so either, but then again... Especially because I think that, you know, by virtue of they can't change it, and also it's going to be dope as shit, so don't change it. They're going to have to do heel-on-heel at Worlds Collide if they do title-on-title match. True. Oh, you think we think you got a title drop here? No, absolutely not. I think that it's okay. absolutely going to be Cole versus Walter. It's just they're going to have to do... They're just going to have to make Cole Daniel Bryan to Walter's Brock Lesnar. Okay, so they're just going to have to face up the uh, the good old undonkadonka Iranq and make them strong. Yeah, because Alan Cole's going to die. It's just yep. a matter of how long is he not going to die for. Right. Before he Cause dies. Because wa- water's coming. Yeah. Oh, mm. Lord, it's the chonk. <laughs> uh. Anyway, other things that happened on this show, Trace. Uh-huh. Um, yeah. I remember you mentioning that you wanted to see something new. I sure did. Well, what if we got the return of an old NXT favorite? Oh, cool. Cassius Ono! Fucking, what? No, no, no. He shouldn't have, fuck. To have, a, to have a match that we definitely haven't seen three times before in this year against Matt Riddle! What the fuck? This was never a good idea in the first place and they're doing it again? This is terrible. This match was pretty long. It went through would- a commercial break and I don't understand why. Why, even? Like, you already fucked up by making this match a thing. Stop it. Get some help. This match was bad. I can imagine. Those two do not have any chemistry together. I'd go so far to say Cassius Ono doesn't have any chemistry with anyone anymore. Cassius just looked so slow. It just looked so much like they were just wrestling in fucking molasses. At a point. So, I am I just came up with this theory in my head as we're talking about this. 
Like, it didn't so, even but, seem like... Sorry, not to cut you off, but just to finish no, my fine. point here. It didn't even seem like they were, like, you know, tired and just, like, trying to gut it out. It more just seemed like they were doing the fucking PWG's slow-mo gimmick. Oh, my God. Yeah. And I actually saw that a couple weeks back at 3 to one Battle. It's good if you do it right, but not if one guy is too chunky, and that's the reason. Yeah. But do go on. Uh, I was just going to say that I just had a thought of like death stranding and how Cassius Nono is basically like he's devoured the 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 baby. <laughs> it's in there trying to keep him from all the dead people haunting him. And all the dead people are Tyler Black. And Cesaro. And Cesaro, that's true. The Kings. Oh man. <laughs> Remember when Chris Hero was like the best wrestler ever? I remember when he was very beloved, and then some people were like, there's some sort of neo-Nazi undertones into his stuff, and everybody was like, no, shut up, shut up, shut, shut the fuck up, he's good. And then he debuted in NXT, and he got fat. Sure did. Who did he eat? I don't know. I, I just, and I, I'm not trying to fat shame too much, but it's like, you have to change your style when you bulk up that much in a way that is not good for looks like your health or anything you have to change your style and it doesn't look like he's changed his style at all yeah and again the problem is not that he's gotten bigger like you know if 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 he's happy being this size being the way that he is right now fucking more power Mm -hmm. to you dude like absolutely live your live your truth the problem is exactly like you said trace it's that he doesn't carry he doesn't look like he knows how to carry the extra weight he doesn't look like he's done any amount of accommodation for like this is who i am now this is what my body is now this is what my moves Mm -hmm. need to be it looks like again yeah like he's trying to do like all the old shit that he would do when he was like fucking 200 pound chris hero showing up at fucking kai where when i met him at a fucking kaiju big battle show 10 years ago yeah exactly like he where he could actually move and had really crisp fast strikes and things like that uh that ain't gonna happen these days phil no just saying he is too slow for that and like you know like the fucking spot like you know you, you know the fucking spot where fucking riddle hits you and then like you know he flips you over and then fucking knees you in the face Oh, yeah. I mean, that's very akin to, like, what um, the Viking warriors or Viking experience or warrior experience or war Vikings or whatever they're called do. It's just, like, just the way that that even Ono sold that of just, like, he he lands. It's like he lands and then kind of there's a pause and then he kind of turns over into, like, you know, the being on his knees so that he can take the fucking, you know, the knee to the face. It's like it didn't look like a, oh, man, I got hit so hard that, like, I just kind of sat there for a bit and then fu- kind of folded over. It was just like, oh, I hit it and then I kind of needed an extra push because I'm too big. Which at that point, yeah, I just I feel bad for him. But also, I feel like he really needs to work on that or go. Yeah. Fig- figure your shit out, dude. Come on. Yep. And then also on this NXT, uh, Kushida's back. I miss Kushida a lot. He is so good. Kushida's great. It's a shame that he fought Cameron Grimes. Why? I just... Like, he's he's so much better than that. He should be in the main event right now. He yeah. should be working with Keith Lee. I mean, you want to tell me that, like, 
you want to build Kushida up a little bit since like, you know, he, he had that, he had that feud with Walter and then like broke his wrist. He was out for a while. Like, okay, mm-hmm. that I'm cool with that. But God damn. I just, I fucking hate this stupid Cameron Grimes, like weird. I'm sort of Kazarni gimmick. I don't get it. It's like, if it didn't work with Kazarni, it's not going to work with anybody else. Look at my top hat. Yeah, it's like, okay, we get it. You you want to be Slash? What? I'm slimy, sort of. Okay, so you want to be, like, uh, Kazarni and Slash had a kid, and now it's you? <laughs> it me. I don't know. It me. It me. I Kazarni Slash. <laughs> Fuck, I just... I don't... I, I get Trace, sort of steampunk tell looks, me more about your stupid. Kazarni Slash fiction. Well, uh... I, I'd like to be able to tell you, but it's easier to type it out because it involves a lot of the pig Latin, mm, yeah. and it's a lot of it's a lot of the XA and uh, the um, uh, in intercourse and uh, the um, Ut Bay Tough Say. Trace, what is this show? This show is Ongle. This. Somehow we didn't even have Oscar here, and we've gone into fucking batshit tangents that don't make sense, and we're still talking for ninety minutes. What have we done? Uh, we fucked up, and I will take the brunt of that because I talked too long about AEW Dynamite. But you know, it was worth it. Look, we had to embrace the experience of wrestling. Sometimes it happens, and look, we're still we're still like twenty minutes shorter than the mothership this week. So you know what? I'll take oh, it. F- fuck yes, great. Okay, cool. And we're eight minutes shy or seven minutes shy of the Tai Chi timer, so that's good. Oh, good. Well, then, let's not even risk it and just say, that's been it for Heal Alternative. Wrestling was okay this week, I guess. Hopefully, it'll be better next week. Hopefully, people actually watch it this week because, goddamn, those ratings were upsetting. Those ratings are, like, worrisome. I'm just hoping it's holiday. Yeah, that, we're not gonna, I, that's the thing. Is we're not going to talk about them. I've been thinking a lot about the ratings lately, and like we're we're going to do that's going to be it. That's going to be a first segment one of these days. But like, not, we'll we'll see we'll see this week how the ratings are first because yeah, like I I want to believe that last week was an aberration because that was bad for both shows. It was, and I honestly do believe that there is number one. I don't think it really matters for either show because they're just going to exist no matter what. And number two, they can both fucking exist. And it, it this isn't supposed to be a battle. This is not supposed to be a war. They're going to take shots at each other, but it's not a fucking war. Yeah. Like, if one side wins, then we all lose. It is Alien versus Predator. It is. I mean, like, whichever one wins and they turn against us, and it's either Keith Lee stomping us all into piles of dust, or, I don't know, Darby Allen just madly skating through a crowd of us, swinging whatever. One thousand years of Lee versus Dijakovic! (laughs) Oh my god, there's a fate worse than death, and I found it. (laughs) God! Uh, this is our hell. It's where Oscar lives now. <laughs> hey, Oscar, we've got a match for you. Guess who was in it? <laughs> Keith Lee was in it. Do you know who his opponent was? Who's Weird, that? you seem to know the answer to this. 
It was... Kushida, portrayed by Dominic Kajakovic. Oh man! Actually, I Psych. would like I would like to see gigantic ass Dominic Dijakovic try and do that that float over hoverboard lock. <laughs> oh my god! Actually, it would too. Holy shit! That'd be pretty cool. It would be. But also pretty cool is this show, which you can find mm-hmm. over at ProWrestling.cool. It's not just cool; it's prowrestling.cool. It's a website. Go to the website. We also own Patreon.cool. It's our Patreon where you can give us money and you get exclusive stuff like special access to our Discord, the show, the notes for every single podcast we do, including this one. You get it's exclusive not, shows. It's not just cool; it's Patreon.cool. You want to hear Trace talk to Owen about New Japan things? Give us money; you can get no. that. You I want really to hear a few want... other shows? Give us money. You can get that. Do I have to talk to Owen about that stuff? I do. Shit. Yes, God you do. Damn it. Fuck. Hey, Trace. Yeah. Uh, you know who's who's going to be at uh, Wrestle Kingdom, right? Fuck you. Fuck you. Fuck you. Fuck you. Yeah. Who? Who's going to be there? It's Aichi. Uh, fuck. Fuck. I don't even care that much. Fuck you. You know who's going to be wrestling? I, who who's he going to be wrestling, Owen? Not Miyawabe. Who's who gives a fuck? Uh, that, that makes no sense. Why 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 do you even say that? Fuck you. Fuck Guilt you, her. Fuck you. Fuck you. <laughs> God damn it! <laughs> Son of a bitch. Uh, Trace, where can we find you? You can find me on Twitter at PSEG. Stop asking about the goddamn power. I can't do shit about it. You goddamn New Jerseyites. Um. You can find me on twitch.tv slash peaceegg, that's P-E-A-C-E-E-G-G. You can also find me at mixer.com slash peaceegg, P-E-A-C-E-E-G-G. And if you'd like to see some uh, indie wrestling from Washington, I will occasionally post pictures, probably every other month, because I'm really good at Instagram, on Instagram, at War Omelette. That's such a good one. Thank you. That's so good. And I've been your host, John Gavrisky Maxwell. You can find me a whole myriad of places on the internet, including Twitter and Instagram at IamJohnGM. Hey, maybe if I go to that MLW Opera Cup taping tomorrow, uh, I'll put some stuff on there. Or maybe I won't. I don't know. Do it or won't. I don't know. (laughs) It's something I may or may not do. It's not so much a challenge as a question. Another thing that you may or may not do is give me money. At Venmo and I am John. Pay the man. Oscar isn't here, so I'm just going to plug it myself and not feel shame about it. It's cool. Pay the man. Venmo at I am John. Venmo at I am John. I mean, hey, it was set on the mothership this week, so I feel okay about it. Pay the goddamn man already. Trace. Yeah. This has been episode 10 of Heal Alternative. Holy shit, we made it 10 weeks and we haven't gotten cut off by Owen, especially with all the impressions of him. I know. It's, it's like, what What are we going to have to do to make it actually happen? Uh, I don't know. We should... We'll figure something out by episode 25, I'm sure. Well, tune in to the Silver Anniversary Spectacular when we finally figure out the way to get Owen to cancel us that isn't one of us saying bad words. Fortnite is terrible. Hey, hey, Trace. Yeah, yeah, Owen. I got a, I got a new skin for for Fortnite. <laughs> you you did. It is? I don't know what it is. Are you gonna load it up or what? Let's check check it out. It's this, it's he's wearing wearing the Eagles outfit. 
Oh, that that's fly, great. You, fly. You, you've you've had that one for. I, I got I got. Did did you see my 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 championship ring? <laughs> I hate this. I hate I got to, this. I got, to, I got to hold the Heisman Trophy. I know that's not really what you win when you get to win the Super Bowl, but I got to hold the Heisman Trophy. Fly Eagles fly. It's a Lombardi Trophy. That's that's clearly the Lombardi Trophy. You've taken the silver off the rails. We're now spreading lies. That would require me to know anything about the hand egg sports ball. So clearly I don't know anything. Uh, so that'll make our XFL coverage really fun. But until then, y'all come back now, you hear? podcast is brought to you by the zonecast network executive produced by owen douglas visit zonecast.com for more shows 